Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney. And um, what I wanted to share with you guys today, and I'm probably going to talk about this for a while, is I want to talk about Jacob's pillow or Jacob's stone. Uh, the, the stone that he put his head on when he um, had that incredible encounter. And the reason I want to talk about this is I've been reading a book about it that has really just fascinated me. And the, the amount of revelation in it is just incredible. And um, I'll just go back a little bit to give you a little bit of reason why I'm talking about this. So a couple of years ago, we did a tour to Scotland with Ray Hughes as our tour guide. And many of you know who Ray is, and he's an amazing man of God and someone that walks in such humility. But the knowledge and the understanding that he has of the Celtic nations is just, it fascinates me. How he can recall all the information that is inside of his head is just absolutely uh, incredible. And he was sharing with us the story about in Scotland, they have this thing called the Stone of Destiny, which is in, um, I think it's Edinburgh Castle. And that is supposed to be the stone that Jacob laid his head on. And when he was telling us the story, I found it incredibly fascinating because I think, you know, we read that scripture and we just sort of pass over certain things. But it's actually really, really amazing. And we went to go and see the Stone of Destiny and I was... I was really um, taken by it, if I'm honest, and it was it was an incredible experience. And so, what I want to just have a, I mean, just talk about this a little bit because when you look at the the Word of God, there's so many references to stones, and and they can both either be symbolic or they are actual literal things. And and one of the stones is this one, which I'm talking about, which is the stone upon which the the patriarch Jacob rested his head and we had this dream of this ladder coming down and we all know that it looks like a DNA strand and the angels were going up and down on the ladder and he has this dream and all this kind of stuff and this stone as in after I've read this book to me hasn't received the attention that it deserves from I mean even just from Bible scholars in generally because people just assume that it was left there where Jacob found it and, and that's not really the case when you look at different things and so that stone of Jacob later was anointed with oil and that actual stone was declared to be God's house Bethel and it didn't remain lost in the wilderness in Luz as as we, we would like to think it did and continued to play a very important part in the history of all the descendants of Israel you know all of Jacob's descendants and in the past I mean, people have dismissed that, you know, those type of things, and they've sort of said it's legend and all this kind of stuff. But when Ray was sharing with us and talking to us about um, um, Jeremiah and Jeremiah going to Ireland and all this kind of stuff, it just, it opened something in me and it just brought such a desire to find out more. And, you know, I think that when you look at different historical writings and different evidence it's really worthy of consideration that we we delve deeper into this the stone of Jacob and so is Jacob's stone the house of God does it even exist today is it the one that's sitting in, in Edinburgh Castle and I mean and does it bear witness to Yahweh's incredible plan for for us and and for his sons and for mankind and and all of these questions are can be quite perplexing sometimes but when you look at some of the, the evidence, it really begins to shed light on what, what the word is, is really saying. And the purpose 
that, that I'm hoping is to just bring some revelation and, and reveal some facts of the stone that Jacob laid his head on. So what I want to do is let's read that scripture in Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 22. This is what it says. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. Because the sun was set, he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. And the land whereon thou liest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee, until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of." And Jacob awakened out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and he said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows. Uh, isn't it interesting? Stones in the beginning, now stone that he had put for his pillows, and set it up for a pillar, and poured oil upon it, upon the top of it and he called the name of that place Bethel but the name of the city was called Luz at the first and Jacob vowed a vow saying if God will be with me and will keep me in this way I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace then shall the Lord be my God and this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. So there we go. We've read the scripture in the original. And so this, when we look at it, it deals about the story of Jacob and then this interaction that took place between Jacob and Yahweh as he was making this journey. And there's, there's a mention of the sun setting and the stones, which was plural, for pillows, which we can, we can think is just a... Just an interesting fact, but nothing really suddenly. But then suddenly, one of those stones is, is brought to great prominence. And the facts which brought that stone to prominence, we can read about them because the, the, very quickly because the account is, is very short. But there is incredible significance in this, in this stone. And we, I believe we've really overlooked it. And when, when you look at the scriptures... A pillar, like setting up a pillar. I mean, there's talking about Moses setting up the pillars, all different things about pillars. Is is the the honor and, and the the credence that's given to pillars uh, among the, the people of Israel in the scriptures is is quite strong. But nowhere has an object been given like a, a stone been given this kind of um, prominence. And has been given a purpose, actually assigned to the stone, as which was happened here with Jacob, you know. Because Jacob rested his head and he was so impressed by what had happened. He was so touched and so moved by what had happened that he goes and he, he sets up a memorial of the occasion and the place. And he blesses the stone on which he had rested. 
and he sanctifies it. He, he even sanctifies it and he pours oil on a stone and he gives it a name, Bethel, which is God's house. And although he gave the name Bethel to the place or the location where the stone was set up, he then goes and declares and he says, the stone which I have set forth as a pillar shall be God's house. Now, if you make a declaration like that, there's got to be, you can't just leave it there. So 22 years pass and Jacob's directed by Yahweh to return to Bethel. And in the interim, you know, when you look at him, Jacob's life had, had totally turned around. He'd been blessed with great riches, but he also had this knowledge of this place of Bethel. And he knew that that place was the house of his God. And so on his return, Jacob has this vision and the Lord speaks to him again, says, I am the God of Bethel. That's in Genesis 31, 13. And so the Lord then, Yahweh goes and associates himself not only with the place where the vision took place, but also with the stone, implying that he himself basically inspired both the choice of the stone and its name, which is very interesting. And so after returning to Bethel, Jacob erects an altar of stones. And again, Yahweh appears to him and blesses him and says, Thy name is Jacob, and thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel, meaning sons ruling with Yahweh. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. Genesis uh, 35, 11 and verse 12. And so I know the scripture doesn't implicitly state that Jacob took the Bethel stone with him, uh, when he journeyed from Bethel, but it's hard to imagine that he would have just left that over there with when it has such remarkable and incredible associations. Um, why would you leave something there to just lie in the field and never be seen again? You know what I'm saying? And it's most likely that this stone would have been kept and, and been given great credence and honor down through the ages. And there's actually biblical evidence to show that this stone was the inheritance of Joseph, and it was committed to the care of the house of Joseph. And Jacob blessed each of his twelve sons before he died in Egypt. And But while he was making the prophecy concerning Joseph and his house, to whom, remember, he had given the birthright, he stops in the, midst of, in, in, in the middle of his um, prophecy, that he's, or his prayer, or whatever, that he's busy praying over um, Joseph, and he used the, the following um, expression. He says, from thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Genesis 49, 24. And that, that's an adverb which is used as a noun and is equivalent to that place or the place to which it refers. So in other words, what that's saying is um, that out of that place, that place where there was something, the stone came from, Bethel, was part of the inheritance which fell to the house of Joseph. And... So this suggests that not only Bethel, the city, or the place, but also Bethel, the pillar, the stone, the pillow, was given to the birthright family. That's how important the stone was. And then, if you look at Scripture, approximately 215 years later, at the time of the Exodus, Jacob's descendants, or a large part of them, remember, leave Egypt because Moses comes along and he sets them free, and they take all their possessions and all the spoils of Egypt with it. But the thing is that Jacob's stone must have gone out of Egypt with them and accompanying them on their long journey through the wilderness.
And so when you look at the history and the movements of Israel uh, through the, the wilderness, it's a very interesting story because what does Yahweh do? He continually provides food for them for 40 years and twice it's recorded that he supernaturally provides them with water. And the first incident where um, was when the Israelites were camped at Rephidim where there was no water for the people to drink. And without previously selecting a special rock, the Lord says to, to Moses, Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. So the phrase there in Horeb points out the place where the rock was at the time. And so if the Lord, when he spoke of the rock, had used the, you know, had used the word that rock, um, then we should know that he was designating which one or a certain rock or something like that that wasn't yet selected. But he says the rock. And so what that could mean is that he was speaking of a rock which was already there, which they were already familiar with because he says the rock. So it was like he was saying to Moses, you know which rock? The rock. And I believe it was the pillar, the, the, the pillar stone, the, the, the pillow that Jacob laid on, the shepherd, the stone of Israel which had been committed to the keeping of the house of Joseph. Then the second instance is where they were without water was at Kadesh, which is a city in the border of Edom. And it belonged to the descendants of Esau. And at that place, the people of Israel were once again angry with Moses and Aaron and said unto them, And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we are and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us? to come out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place. It is no place of seed or of figs or of vine or of pomegranates. Neither is there any water to drink. That was in Numbers 4, uh, sorry, Numbers 20, verse 4 and 5. And then what happens? The Lord appears to Moses again and he says, Take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water, out of the rock, so that thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. Numbers 20 verse 8. So in both instances, the Lord God provides water from the rock. And there isn't any indication that there was any selection or preference of any type of rock or anything like that. It was, you know, or that one was already chosen. But, but it's clear that when you look at it, it talks about the rock. The rock. This rock and all that was necessary was that was the Lord to speak to the rock. And so he says to Moses, speak to the rock. And so it, it's very and, so, and it says also when the people were commanded to gather before the rock, they understood which rock it was. So we can, I guess we can make a, um, what's the word? I don't know if. Um, man, not a supposition. We can, that's not a guess, but we can make an assumption that no explanations were, were necessary to the people. Therefore, the rock must have been with them and well known to them. And I want to stop there because my time is up. But I believe that the rock that was with Moses was the stone of, of Jacob. Because it had been brought down through the generations. And we're going to go into more of this in our next session. So I hope you enjoy this. Bless you guys. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening.